Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stephman Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And today, we want to start out with a very warm and fond shout out to Taylor. They're the real hero. They are. Uh, Once again, Taylor wrote us a letter that was pretty much a whole episode, and we're going to read it today. (laughs) And we love this so much, and thank you. Never apologize for long messages, because we love them. And listeners, you've heard from Taylor before when we read Taylor's letter about the Olympics, and Taylor has followed up with a message about the Paralympics and the Winter Olympics, and we want to read it. Yes. So, starting with the Olympics, uh, Taylor writes, Esther Ledeska of the Czech Republic made history in 2018 by being the first woman to win gold medals in the same Olympics using two different types of equipment. Her medals were won in the Super G in alpine skiing and parallel giant slalom in snowboarding. She did not finish the Super G in the Beijing 2022 Olympics, but was able to repeat gold in the parallel giant slalom. History that was made. Wang Peishuan last comma first, was the first female loser for China. She posted her personal best on her third run and finished 29th in the competition. Not bad for her first Olympics in her home country. Love it. They also write, Natalie Corliss of Canada finished in 16th in women's single luge this year. I'm mentioning her because there's no women's doubles luge at the Olympic level. No women's doubles luge team was even seen at the World Cup level until 2019. And many articles stated that this was that there was actually no rule to be found that a doubles team should consist of two men. Corliss and her luge partner, Caitlin Nash, became the first female duo to compete at the World Cup that year. And the 16-year-olds competed with the men and placed 22 
out of 23, more women's teams have been seen at the junior level in recent years. And there's been a movement to grow the sport to achieve gender parity in the sports with hopes of Olympic inclusion. Love that. Yes. And Taylor continues, what's any Olympics without a little controversy? No, not the one you're thinking of. We're talking about ski jumping. Several athletes were disqualified during the mixed team ski jumping final due to suit violations. Uh, We're going to back up just a bit. After every jump, the skiers' suits are examined to make sure they abide by the rules for suits. The commentators explained that the ski jumpers' bodies can actually fluctuate a lot, even during the event. The suits are custom-made, and for women, you can't have more than four centimeters of the suit come away from any point of your body per the commentators during the event. If you get disqualified, what that means is that the jump the suit violation was found on won't count for that round. Zero points. Each skier gets multiple jumps, so disqualification doesn't mean what it does in the traditional sense, but can still be detrimental. This was the first time the mixed team event had taken place at the Olympics. The five skiers that were disqualified were all women, and all from well-performing countries expected to contend for medals. I wish I could describe the outrage coming from the commentators when I was watching. With this event, the women now had two events to compete in while the men have at least four. Much of the outrage was out of concern for what it would do to the future of women's ski jumping. However, it looks like none of the affected countries asked for an inquiry after the event. Female ski jumping suits have been a sore subject in the past. For years, women were required to have extra hip panels sewn in which they were t- in which they were told, quote, were meant to fit a woman's body better. In an article from early February 2022, before the suit violations en masse, former ski jumper Sarah Hendrickson, USA, states that it was really to accentuate their curves more. They were a hassle because more fabric means more sewing. This rule was removed from the FIS specifications in 2020. Uh, the article is from NPR, quote, the fight for equality in women's ski jumping is about more than ski suits. Right, which is fascinating because we've talked about a lot of things within ski competitions and how rigid it is for women, even like the hair and such. So that's cool. Thank you, Taylor. And again, Taylor goes on, how about the referees? Short Track saw its first woman to serve as chief referee in an Olympic Games. Oh, she wasn't able to find her name. School teacher from Asquith, Saskatchewan, Sienna Leafers, sorry if I got that wrong, got the call in December inviting her to referee women's ice hockey at the Olympics. This was a longtime dream of hers coming true. She not only got to take home memories of refereeing her sport at the highest level, but she also got a viral moment. Um, during the Canada-USA game in the preliminary round, she took a high stick to the face. Ouch. She left the ice for treatment and returned with a bandage on her cut lip and continued Continue to referee the game. Blood streaming down her face? No big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, next time we need to get Taylor on <laughs> to read this for us. Taylor, you're welcome yes. whenever. Yeah, uh, I think we need to set this up. Yes. Taylor continues. I also have to include one very fun tradition. Members of the U.S. women's cross-country team walked into a German convenience store in 2012 and came out with the striped socks from a Pippi Longstockings costume. The Sox made their debut in 2013 at the World Cup, and they haven't left. 
The sprint relay team all wear them for their race, and the tradition is also honored at the junior level. Even Keegan Randall was wearing hers in the broadcasting booth for the occasion while calling the race for this Olympics. As a sock enthusiast, this warms my heart. It warms mine too. <laughs> I love a yes. sock enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. And, of course, Taylor also wrote about the Paralympics. Uh, They write, Sled hockey is one of my favorites to watch, so we start with that. Eugene was the first woman on the Chinese sled hockey team this Paralympic Games. Sled hockey is a mixed-gender sport at the Paralympic level, and this was China's first sled hockey team in its Paralympic history. Sled hockey was introduced to the Paralympics program in 1994 and was changed from a men's tournament to a mixed tournament in 2010, um, and women did not participate in 2010. Yu is the third woman to ever play on a Paralympic sled hockey team. Women's sled hockey is growing in popularity and the IPC is working to get more sanctioned events for women's sled hockey with the ultimate goal to be in the Paralympic program. And then we have Sheena Vasby who became Israel's first Paralympian, and I hope I'm not uh, butchering that pronunciation. Uh, She's a member of the Shabbat movement of Judaism and wears a skirt for religious reasons. In order to adhere to her religious beliefs, she incorporated a small skirt into her ski suit. She finished 15th in the Jalant Salam, 
but did not start in the Salam. Uh, due to bad weather, the Salam was moved to a Saturday, the Jewish Sabbath. She chose to honor the Sabbath and said the decision was not easy. Vasby felt it was more important to represent her country as best she could, especially since she was not able to go into the army. She was excused from compulsory military service due to the loss of her leg when she was 10 years old. In 2018, Brianna Huckabee, USA, won gold in the LL2 Snowboard Cross and Banked Slalom events, and Cecile Hernandez, France, won bronze and silver in the same events, respectively. However, in 2019, the IPC eliminated the LL2 classification from the Paralympic program, citing there was not enough riders to compete. Sad. The classification system is used in order to put athletes with similar impairments together so they can compete based on ability rather than degrees of disability. The higher the number, the higher the degree of impairment. Huckabee's right leg was lost due to bone cancer, and Hernandez has multiple sclerosis, and both were classified as LL2. Uh, Many sports allow you to, quote, compete up in a classification with lower impairment if there's not a separate race for your classification. Swimming and track and field do this regularly. If you compete up, you have a disadvantage of competing with greater degree of impairment than the other athletes. Snowboarding is not one of those sports that allow this. So when Huckabee and Hernandez requested to compete up in the LLC classification or compete with the men in the LL2 classification, the request was denied by the IPC and World Para Snowboard. I kid you not, there was a headline that read, quote, too disabled for the Paralympics. Ouch. They filed an injunction with a German court and won, and they should be allowed to compete. So Brianna Huckabee was quoted with saying, quote, I would rather compete with a disadvantage than not compete at all. In the 2022 Paralympics, both ladies competed in the LL1 classification for both events. In snowboard cross, Hernandez won gold and Huckabee won bronze. And in bait slalom, Huckabee won gold. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And Taylor goes on. Families that ski together go to the Paralympics together. There are five total in-year siblings and three, Johannes, Barbara, and Veronica, who all have a congenital cardiac condition, competed, and one, Elizabeth, served as guide to Veronica down the ski slope. The siblings looked like they were having a great time. Uh, Barbara joking that they could be their own country. Altogether, they were responsible for nine out of Australia's 13 medals. The guys' medals don't count an official tally for each country, which means the family came away with 11 total medals. At one point, all three sisters got to share the podium. Quote, We are very fortunate to experience this because not everyone can say they went to the Paralympics, Elizabeth Inyer said. But to be able to share it with the whole family is incredible. P.S. NCAA recently changed the rules on women's volleyball. They can now wear shorts or leggings as long as the uniform matches the team colors. I found this one trying to find why the women wear spandex and not the men might make for a good Monday mini. Yes. So, yeah, Taylor actually sent us an addendum about uh, the violations. So let me read that off real quick. So uh, the suit violations were a bummer. I didn't include a lot of the commentary stuff from the articles I found when checking if anything came of it. I remember one of the athletes saying that the only difference was how it was measured, but she was the only one that insinuated that, so I didn't include it. 
The only conclusion a lot came to was that they enforced the rules at the Olympics and not during the regular season, which I didn't find any actual evidence of either way. Maybe you'll have some international listeners write in with some update from their news. Please do. A lot of them came from what I watched, which is why I didn't source it this time, and I looked up how to spell names, locations, and details on the legal stuff with the Paris snowboard. I was really happy they both got gold medals. So are we. Yeah. Uh, And then Taylor also added, you should also take a look at Carson Pickett. I saw a story about her on the news this week. She became the first woman to play for the USWNT with a limb difference. I never got the chance to find out why women wear spandex in volleyball and not men after finding the rule change. I thought it was great news and so did others. For the record, spandex is superior to regular shorts, in my opinion, for playing. So I don't see why men wouldn't want the advantage gained from wearing them. I suspect we'll see more leggings in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm. Taylor, you're amazing. Thank you so much for sending this to us. Yes. Even better information than we could hope for. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Taylor. Uh, we are so grateful. And uh, yeah, we're this kind of listener interaction, this kind of mail, this is what we want. Like, this is great. Because we know what you're thinking about and what you want to want us to talk about, and just thank you <laughs> from the bottom of our hearts. And yeah, yeah, I think there's a lot of things we can follow up on here. And in the meantime, listeners, if you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stephmediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at stuff I never told you. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you, Christina. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.